Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University, and we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week, we talk about how to love ourselves, others, and a higher nature, how to improve our finances, career, spiritual, emotional, and physical health. And we have a very interesting guest today who's going to talk about love, sex, and romance. This is Jacqueline Hellier, an accredited psychosocial therapist, relationship coach, author, she has various degrees. It's hard to count them. Biochemistry, languages, sexual health, transpersonal psychology. And she's one of the world's leading experts on love, sex, and romance. Her work has appeared on Channel 7 Morning Show, The Tantric Lounge, and she has written over 300 articles on these topics. She's also, interestingly, trained in martial arts in Aikido, the way of harmony. And she lives with her family in Sydney, Australia. Welcome, Jacqueline, to the show. Great pleasure to be here. Thank you. And you have a sexy accent from Australia, so we don't hear that too often out here. <laughs> we love, Do you? Okay. Yeah, we love, that, we love that accent. <laughs> now, one thing, Jacqueline, I know you're an expert worldwide. You do a lot of coaching and conferences on love and sex. Yes. And the idea of mm. love in the times of COVID is one, I think, one of your themes that you're talking about. And the idea that yes. we're kind of like being almost forced to spend more time with our mates and our partners now at home, which can be a positive, maybe can be a negative. Some people, like they spend too much time, maybe they fight a lot. But you also talk about the idea of slowing down a little bit and taking a break from the rush of life and spending more intimate time together. It kind of reminds me mm. of the Jewish tradition called the Shemitah, which is the uh, year of Sabbath, where every seven years the land rests. So you don't work on the land. The agriculturally stops to yeah. let the land recuperate. So this is almost like that kind of thing where people are taking time maybe to reconnect and you use the word commune. And also before play, yes. which is kind of like before making love, you actually spend time with the person and mm -hmm. kind of smooth into the, the situation. So tell us more about that. How do we have better love and sex in times of COVID? Yes. Well, as you so rightly say, we're being forced to spend more time with each other. Yes. And I found it interesting, and so many of my colleagues have as well over the last year, that we're getting a lot more clients coming to us. There's a lot more couples coming to us and saying, wow, this is really important. Yes. So yes, there are the couples who are finding that spending this time together is causing friction and you know they need to sort out a yes. lot of their issues around communication and getting on better. But there's also been this huge number of people who are saying, well, Actually, yes, we have the time now because we're not sort of in separate offices yes. at the other end of the city. Right. We're at home and it's easy for us to take an hour out to have a session and to actually start looking at what is this sex and love and intimacy thing? Like, what's it all about? Yes. And so many people come to me and they say, there's got to be more to this and we don't know what it is. And we think you do. <laughs> And they're right. I do, because I've devoted my life to this. Yes. So yeah, tell us a couple of tips. I know you mentioned things like having tea together, walking, holding hands in the park. Is it that simple? Yes. Is that all it takes to be in love with a person? What are some of the tips that you can give us in times of COVID? Yes, yes, absolutely. And a lot of it is very simple. Often when I'm talking to people, they go, oh, wow, duh, like this is kind of pretty self-evident. Yes. But until someone brings it to your attention, you don't know. And, right. you know, it's a lot like if you want to be good at anything in life, right. you've got to focus on it. And generally it's lots of little things. If you okay. want good health, it's about focus yes. on little things. Yes. If you want good wealth, it's focus on little things. Right. So, yes, it's the same with, with relationships. Okay. And it is about spending little small amounts of time actually attending to each other. Okay. So Jacqueline, a client tells you, uh, me and my wife, we haven't had sex in three weeks. We're at each other's throats. Mm -hmm. The kids are at home. You know, yes. it's, so what do we do, Jacqueline? Tell us some advice. Uh, how do we recapture <laughs> yes. this without spending too much money? Because we're kind of broke. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't have to spend money on this, okay. right? In fact, one of the lovely things about having a quality relationship is yeah. that the relationship itself is what makes you good. So you don't have to spend money on it. But often what I say paradoxically is stop thinking about sex, right? Because it's kind of like 
thinking about a meal and only ever thinking about dessert. So, you know, there's so much that comes before that, as you mentioned, the before play. So it's about spending some time. Wait until, for instance, the kids have gone down to bed, come back together, cup of tea, glass of wine, whatever your thing is. Don't put the television on. Look at each other. Breathe. Look into each other's eyes. And often just the looking into each other's eyes. Kind of what it does, and actually what it's doing biologically, is yes. it's aligning you, it's synchronizing your brain waves, your heart rate, a whole heap of things come into play right. when you take the time to stop. Right? Your whole nervous system gets into balance. You're actually co-regulating each other's nervous system. Yes. And when you take that time, you actually remember, oh, it's you. <laughs> oh, I remember you. Ah. Exactly. Right? Right. And then the heart opens and you can find each other again. I like that. Because, you know, basically we're kind of souls and and human bodies, but we forget that. And then we become like machines, right? We run around, rushing around, driving. And especially we're in California here, LA, California. So everyone is kind of feeling pressure, but slowing down, like you said, taking time. We have actually a therapist that's one of our regulars on the show. She's a great gal. She talks about taking sacred baths with your partner, with uh, incense oh. and uh, music and just kind of lying there, just be in the bath and kind of a spiritual meditation. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend yeah. things like that? Yes. It's actually the the spiritual element of sexuality is, is something that has been removed from the Western concept of what sex is, which is part of the problem. So, you know, we've got love over here, which is all good and pure and beautiful. And then over here, we've got sex, which is kind of still a bit problematic, you know, and it's like they're two different things. Exactly. Whereas when you combine the two, and you do need space for that. You know, I'm a big fan. Yeah, love the bathroom, make it romantic. But I'm always talking about make your bedroom a sanctuary. Make sure it's beautiful yeah, so that it's yeah, a place that you can yeah, go to right. and leave the world right. behind. Well, right now, Jacqueline, I'm seeing beautiful plants behind you. I'm seeing a very uh, yes. beautiful environment. So I can see that this kind of a sensual kind of environment for love right? yes. and for romance. Now, one yeah, thing, absolutely. One thing you talk about, Jacqueline, is very interesting is you say the sex and love are disconnected from each other and that yes. clinical advice today is you know bigger, harder, faster in terms of sex. And then the other idea is people have pressure mentally to perform. Mm. You know, I have to have X number of yes. orgasms. And then we have a premature mm. ejaculation. We have impotence. We have lack of desire also in females. And that comes a lot from that, yes. you know, expectation of pressure. So you're saying that yep. we got to move beyond that. So you call it the third wave of sexuality was beyond both yep. shame. And also you mentioned sleaze, which I assume is like an obsession yep. with certain sexual forms. And also the guilt, mm. right? The guilt or shame that, you know, I shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So how do people find the middle ground mm. between those two things, between wanting, you know, sexual interaction and love and not being afraid of yep. or guilty of it or obsessed by it? Yes, yes. So it's part about merging the two together and understanding that our sexuality is part of our expression of love. So when we start looking at at the sexual act as an expression of love, and when we start looking at our sexual organs as organs of love, then it starts shifting the whole thing, right? And we can start clearing a lot of that shame and guilt and fear that inevitably in the Western society is Mm. still there because for thousands of years, Mm. you know, that was the message. And it's only very recently that that's shifted. But when the world opened up to sex is good, we should all like sex back in the 60s and 70s, we didn't yet have the maturity as a society to know what to do with that. And the view of sex that we had was still so limited. It was really, if I can say this, you know, it's masturbatory. It's about like getting off. Mm. The idea that you have sex because you're already aroused, you know, you're already horny, you're already like, yeah, I want to do it. And if you're not feeling that arousal, then I don't want to do it because we confuse desire and arousal. 
And we think that arousal is a sign of desire. So everyone's sitting around waiting for the lust to descend. Mm. Come on, lust, you mm. know. And it's not going to, not in long-term relationships. Right. You actually have to co-create that. So you start with desire. Now think about desire. Desire is a transitive verb. Desire is I desire something. I desire you. And it's an upper body concept. Right. It, it's talking about lovemaking. It's like I desire you from the heart. I love you. I, I want to have a beautiful experience with you. Or it can be a thought. Right. I would like to have some sex. You'd like to make love with you. Great. How do I go about doing it? When can we find the time? So this is upper body. And generally we need to start with that and then do the things that then allows the physical arousal. And so we have responsive arousal rather than spontaneous. Yeah. And in long-term relationships, this is what we need to do. Exactly. Now, in Australia, are you similar to the U.S.? Uh, no, you're very handsy. I can see you're very uh, emotive there. <laughs> you have a lot of passion yourself. I can see that, right? A lot of, a lot of spice. <laughs> are Australians like Americans in the sexual, uh, you know, either guilt or obsession? I mean, or are they different, do you think? I think it's a Western thing, really. It's okay. just, you know, and unfortunately, the West conquered the entire world. So we even those cultures, you know, that used right. to have very open, positive attitudes to sexuality. Yes. We just kind of brought all of that guilt and I see. so there. forth. I yeah. see. Now, you do research yes, now. This is interesting that you're doing research, I think, with couples. Mm -hmm. And you call this transformative potential of optimal sexuality in relational yes. context, which sounds kind of an academic way. But you sound like having great sex in a relationship, I guess, that's healing yes. and healthy. You talk yes. about things like being emotionally present, you know, aware of making love or being an intimate, mm -hmm. being emotionally aligned with your partner respecting mm -hmm. and accepting each other. You also talk yes. about empathy, which is a very important thing we talk about at Love University, putting yourself in their shoes. Interpersonal yes. risk-taking, which he says as adventure. Mm -hmm. And also mm -hmm. authenticity and transcendence. So these are very kind of high lofty spiritual terms. They are. And also yes. I know you do a biochemical work. So uh, the idea that mm. a good sex can release endorphins, you know, painkillers, and also um, oxytocin, a hormone, a body hormone. And actually they did yes. a study where they actually found that couples in love were able to heal their suction blisters faster than those that weren't. So even, it can actually heal blisters or heal, yes. heal uh, physical illnesses, this, this kind of love. So tell us more about that. Absolutely. Tell, tell us what you're trying to find out yes. with your research here. Yes, exactly. So when we look at sex holistically, rather than just a, a physical, biological urge to procreate or even just for pleasure, or, but it is also bonding. So it's interpersonal. This is part of why I'm interested in transpersonal psychology or I consider myself a transpersonal sexologist. Yeah. But it goes beyond even that. It, it transforms us and it opens us up to the higher order um, parts of being human. It can even become transcendent. So when you engage in lovemaking, and I use that word advisedly, I'm not being coy by saying lovemaking instead of sex, because too often when we think of the word sex, we go straight to the genitals. It's all about the penis and vagina or the, you know, the genital friction, shall yes. we say, right? So once we start thinking about lovemaking, then we start taking a slower, more focused. Really, it's about embodied mindfulness. Mm. So we're taking the time to become embodied. We sink into ourselves, S-I-N-K. So we sink into ourselves so that we can sink in with our partner, S-Y-N-C, mm. synchronize with yeah. our partner. Okay. And when we start doing that, what's happening within our bodies is really interesting in terms of what our nervous systems are doing and brain waves and so forth. And then that's what links in with those more um, you know, spiritual, soulful 
elements yes. where we do open up to love. And you know, I read some of this beautiful concept that um, that this kind of lovemaking makes us porous mm. to the spiritual mm. energies. Wow, that's pretty nice. I like that. Yeah. That's very it nice. is. Yeah. It is. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, Jacqueline, I, um, from my Latin background, I, I like to do salsa dancing. So I kind of see, you know, dance, a ah. uh, couple dancing can yes. be that kind of harmony, you know, that kind of connection you're talking about. Yes. So there's a flow of, of yeah, energies. Absolutely. Uh, now, you do mention um, yeah. uh, interpersonal risk taking. So I wonder what that means. Uh, is that something that you have to, um, excitement, or what, what are we looking for there in, in risk, risk taking? Yes. Yes, because, you know, to live our full life, we don't want to keep ourselves small. Right. We want to explore and experience, and, and that's where a lot of the growth is. Right. And we can do this sexually as well. Mm. And, you know, often when we talk about risk-taking, we, you know, sex, we sort of go straight to these, like, really out there pornographic kind of stuff, right. which is fine if you want to do it. But really what it's about is about, as a couple, being able to create this safe space, this container in which you can be truly open and authentic. Right. And within that, yes, mm. sex is playtime for growing up. Sex right. is a space where we right. can try different things, where, right. you know, we can bring in some, you know, the, the excitement and the pleasure and the passion and, you know, whatever that is for you. You know, right. for some people it might be as simple as like, ooh, turning the lights on. Right. Other people it might be like, going off to a swingers club or something, you know, like there's just so many ways that we can be brave to take risks because right. I trust you not to judge me and right, vice exactly. versa. And where shall we go with this? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, you sound like a very fun person. I can see, you know, you got that energy. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, the other thing is uh, they've done studies on uh, what's called misattribution of arousal, where you put people in mm -hmm. situations where there's danger, like uh, the bridge is going to collapse. And the other one, the yes. bridge is fine. And the, and the ones that where the bridge collapses, you're more attracted to that person that you're around. It's kind of like uh, the excitement yes. and, you know, the thrill and also the, the safety of, you know, that can help you kind of increases attraction. Yes. So even going to, a scary, yes, going to a scary movie or taking a roller coaster for some people can actually create that <laughs> yes. uh, arousal and, and sexual and, you know, emotional excitement. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, now, I want to ask... Is, but you can only do that if you're safe, right? Well, of course, you exactly. You only go on that yeah, roller coaster it, if you know you're going to be safe. Yeah, you're going to so, be killed. Couple, you, don't, you, you don't want to do that, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we have to create safety ourselves. Definitely. Yes. Now, one thing, I really need yeah. your help here, Jacqueline. I hope you can help me. I have uh, my producer here, uh, Reggie, who's very shy. Yes. Uh, come here, Reggie. Come mm -hmm. over here. He's a great guy. Uh, he's going to help uh, yes. with this little thing here. Uh, say hi to Reggie. Uh, my producer. Hello, Reggie. Hi, Jack. Now, Reggie uh, has never really had a sexual experience. He's almost 30 years old. He's extremely shy. Bye. And I've been helping him a little mm -hmm. bit. And I, I have a bet where I would uh, pay for his uh, date for $100 if you mm -hmm. can find that lady that's romantic. And it, uh, it's been a couple of years, right? You haven't been able to quite do it yet. We went on a date, I remember. Uh, but I mean, the romantic, you know, like. Oh, like whole, to become a partner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, oh, okay. so what can you yes. help a guy like Reggie? I mean, he's a wonderful guy. He's in the, what we call the friend zone, where he's the best friend yes. of the, all these women. Very nice guy, mm -hmm. but then he can't take it to the next level. So I know you do the black belt. So let's give him a black belt in, uh, in uh, love here. So what do we do for him? A mini black belt. Okay, a mini black belt. version. Okay. Yeah. So, Reggie, a lot of what men in your situation do is they're actually paradoxically too focused on the, on the partner, on the woman, right? What do I need to do to please her? What do I have to do that's right? So forget about that. I'm, I'm sure you're a lovely man, right? And start focusing on what am I feeling here? What am I wanting here? What are my urges, right? So this is where you have to be embodied. You have to be paying attention to what's going on within you. Because if you're trying to get your brain 
to make all the decisions and run it for you. It can't. It doesn't have the information. What you're wanting to do in relation to this beautiful woman is going to be in your body. You're going to be feeling things in your chest. Yeah. Oh, she's nice. Oh, I'm feeling stuff. And then you need to start noticing what's actually happening down in your pelvis in the sexual center. Right. And he's turning purple here. Are you okay, Reggie? He's a little blushy here. So, okay. Yeah. I like to think of sexual energy not as that horny arousal thing. I mean, that's one element of it. That comes later. Really, the sexual energy is a vital life energy and it's a creative energy. It's procreation, it's for creation. So when you just relax into your body, you're feeling into your heart, yeah, she's lovely, you feel into your gut, yeah, I'm kind of safe here, I'm breathing into my belly, it's all good, feeling into your pelvis like, oh, there's something nice arising here within me, yeah, and then something nice arising between the two of us. And you'll be looking at her and she'll be engaged with you. And then you might have an urge to sort of reach out your hand and then you might hold her hand. Mm, So you sound like a charisma that's natural coming from his desire, but it's not focused on her. Like he might think I have to please her, win her over, right, Reggie? Are you worried about what you're going to do wrong? Yeah. You're all kind of self-conscious, right? You get like Mm -hmm. uh, shy. So she's talking about like absorbing that energy and then redirecting it, right? Mm -hmm. And the way you talk about it, I think you say the black belt, is be with a beautiful woman, but without having to have sex with her, wanting to, but more or less absorb her energy, is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so practically yes. speaking, let's say, uh, Reggie, you're, you're being a beautiful woman. Let's say it's Jacqueline. She, she's single. What do you say to her? Let's say, let's try that. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Reggie. Um, nice to meet you, Reggie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm feeling really good. I'm having a lovely interview at the moment, so I'm in a really nice space. <laughs> okay, take me to the next level. Let's say you want to take her out and get, get your $100 date with Dr. Avila at Love University. Well, um, I just wanted to say... Um, I think you're 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 very lovely, and I like to get to know oh, you better. Okay. So, can I take you out for a drink sometime? Oh, gee, shucks, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. Okay, That's is that really... working for you, Jacqueline? Uh, is it okay? What he's doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just a shame you're on the other side of the world, and and you can't oh, okay. get in or out of Australia. Uh, okay. We're, we're locked in. Okay, I think Jacqueline's turning purple too. She, uh, she's a little blushy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Jacqueline's as simple as that. So basically, you're saying rechannel the energy to the the woman, but not yes. like you're trying to win her over, but you're just being yourself. Right. And being confident. Yeah. Yes, it's about two people coming together, especially at this phase of a relationship, which is, yes. you know, and keep in mind, Reggie, she's as nervous as you are. Uh, you notice he was nervous, right? Were you nervous, Reggie, as you did this? This exercise? Yes, visualizing that's a woman that you um, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so he was nervous. Now, yeah. should he try to hide yeah. the nervousness or should he even say that he's a little nervous? What do you recommend? Yeah, look, I think it's good to be open because chances yeah. are she's really nervous too. This is a scary phase for anybody. Like, oh, you know, as a woman, I'm thinking, oh, does he like me? You know, am I okay? You know, we have to um, realize that we're all fallible human beings here. And, you know, love and intimacy and desire, it's all a little bit scary and we're, we're going into the unknown. So in a way, if you can get across this concept that, oh, you know, I'm taking a risk here, but I think you're worth it. I'm going to be vulnerable here. I'm going to back myself a little bit and just reach out to you. And then if you're just sort of focusing on yourself rather than, oh, my God, am I doing it right? It's all about her. Then if she's like, oh, thanks, Reg, nice idea, but, you know, I'm thinking not, right? Right. Then you're like, oh, whatever. All right, so okay. be, uh, be confident, Reggie. Go out to Starbucks after the show, okay? Mm-hmm. Trying to meet a nice person there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, say that uh, Jacqueline recommended me. 
Okay. All right. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. That's, that's your recommendation. Okay. That's great. So, so, uh, yeah, Reggie, no, Reggie's a great guy. You know, he's uh, intelligent, but a lot of guys have this issue. And I think I like the idea that you used uh, the metaphor of uh, Aikido, which is a soft martial art. You know, I studied a little bit, which you join the person and then you redirect the, the energy, right? You know, the, the opponent in this case or the person. So he might even admit, yes. you know, I'm kind of feeling a little bit nervous, but, you know, such and such, yeah. you know, and then and they might say the same. So that's a very positive yes. thing to do to redirect energy. Mm. And uh, mm, Absolutely. Yes. And also you talk about something interesting. You said how to make love a thousand times with the same woman and still be happy yes. instead of making love with a thousand yes. women and not be happy. Now, for some exactly. men, that may be a challenge because they like variety or, you know, it's genetically programmed. So how do you get a, a man yeah. to really love uh, making love with the same woman? From, you know, well, you know, interestingly, I've in my clinical experience, which is just many thousands of years with many thousands of people, so I've got a yes. pretty good idea what's going on. I actually find that women get bored with the same partner oh. more than men do. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, often the man's there, the husband's going, I just want to have sex with you or make love with you. And she's like, nah. But the black so belt is for males. No? I mean, you're talking from the male perspective here in this case, no? Well, for the black belt, but then I have my luscious woman course yeah. as well and we'll get workshops, to that which is exactly. for the women. Yes. Right. But for yes. the guys, let's just talk I to the guys don't... for now. So what, how do we tell, tell the guys yeah. to, uh, yeah. you know, like you said, make love and enjoy that with the woman that you're with? Yes. So, of course, you know, variety is good because we can get bored. You know, if you have the same meal every night, it gets a bit boring. Right. So, you know, how do you sort of spice up every night's dinner? You know, you do right. something a little bit different. And this is what we were talking about before, about that interpersonal risk-taking and being able to feel safe enough to be vulnerable and make suggestions yes. and to not be judged or feel judged. Yes. So when you can do that, you can look at your partner over and over and over again and you say, it's you. And what are we going to create here? Right. Yeah, it might be something from just the simplest little snuggle through to, hey, we need to go away for a weekend and yes. let's pack up some goodie bag and let's talk about what we might like to get up to, you know. And that will give you like this spark of energy, you know, that vital sexual energy I'm talking about will yes. start flowing within and between. Right. Whereas if you think the variety has to be lots of different people, Get, you get jaded. You just turn into, you know, a jaded old man who no one wants to sleep with anyway because, you know, now you're past it. And, you know, really, what is it about someone that draws you to them? You know, this desire. Right. Is it just it's another set of genitals, <laughs> right? Or is it this person who I have, you know, committed myself to going on the journey of life with who is infinitely interesting, yes. who is constantly changing. Right, exactly. And with whom I can create this space. Yes. I like that. Very nice. Yeah. Now, Jacqueline, yeah. Uh, you know, when I taught psychology at the college, one time I had this mm -hmm. very interesting uh, student in India, from India, a woman who was married many years in an arranged marriage. She was happily married for many years. And she said her yes. husband, when he was young, uh, his mother told him some very powerful advice. He says... If you want to make love with many women, make love with only one woman. If you want to make love with one woman, make love with many women. So what it means is the idea that if you have a certain type, you keep repeating the same thing, but you don't go deeper into the person. But if you make love with that exactly. one woman, she can be many women yes. to you over a long period of time. So that's kind of a very uh, like onion that's being unpeeled. So I thought that was a very uh, yes, fascinating exactly. idea.
I love that. So Thanks that, for showing me yeah, to use that because that's exactly what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, that's the idea. Yes. Now, now let's switch yeah. to women because you're talking about uh, women also have a lot of things they want to, you know, prove, you know, say in the love and mm. sex. And you say that mm. um, you have what you call, I think, the uh, Luscious Woman uh, program. Mm. And you say that yes. a woman can ask and receive what she wants, you know, emotionally, sexually, and romantically. Mm. Uh, she can have orgasms yep. and also be healthier, happier, and juicier is your term. So kind of vibrant, yes. uh, I imagine. And then you talk about the uh, the love goddess or sex goddesses, I guess, or different archetypes of yes. these different women. So I'm mm. going to mention them to mm. you and then you can go deeper into them. So you say that yes. one archetype is called the lady who's uh, centered mm -hmm. within herself. She knows who she is. Yes. Uh, you also have yes. the Amazon, which is, the I guess, the strong woman mm -hmm. that's like your equal. You have the body, which is a fun, sexy, playful, I guess, type. Uh, the yes. Madonna, which is the uh, motherly, mm -hmm. empathetic uh, role, focusing on the partner. Uh, the seductress that can draw you in, mm -hmm. kind of uh, sensual. Yes. Uh, the yes. maestra, which I assume is the art of sex, artist of sex, you know, the way she can create yes. uh, this uh, environment. And then the earth gypsy, yes. you say she's like a very mm -hmm. uh, surrender to the partner and to the experience. So tell us a little mm -hmm. bit more about mm -hmm. now. Can one woman be all of those? Or what if she says, I'm just mainly yes. one or two, or I'm one or two types? Like I do the, yes. okay, you can do either of those. Tell us about that. Yes. And I also want to say it applies to men as well. Oh, okay. Right? Really? So when you do the black belt, you're also going through those oh, okay. seven I see. phases as well. Okay. Yes? We have different and names. For, run, do, you have, do you have different terms for men yes, that, that are similar to that? Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, there's the gentleman, there's oh, the okay. warrior, there's okay. the merrymaker, there's okay. the uh, the swain, the seducer, the maestro. Did you say the, the swine? Um, like the a pig? Like a, you said the swine? S swain. Oh, swain. Oh, swain. Okay. No, no, not, not a pig, or that's not a good one. No, no, no. Sorry, that's my Australian accent. Oh, swain. Okay. <laughs> we flatten all our vowels. Well, what is the swain? What is that? Swain. What does that mean? Well, it's, it comes from the medieval times, and, and it means a lover. You, you know that, oh, okay. that idea back in medieval times where the man would get on bended knee and sing oh, songs yes, yes. and right. like poetry? Very romantic, and, exactly. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's that very – I yes. see. So then for ladies, tell us about these uh, different types. Um, what does a woman need to do to yes. do these things? Yes. So I see this in terms of becoming very empowered in your sexuality and being very whole in your sexuality, and most of us aren't. Um, men or women, you know, because of this suppression we had for so long. So it starts with you. Who are you? Who are you as a, a whole person who's reasonably self-aware? We're never perfect. We get better and better in all these areas. But to be able to know yourself, like I was saying to Reggie, what are you feeling? What's going on for you? So that's where you start. If you can't do that, you can't go any further. Yes. And then I use kind of martial terms for the next level, which is about the engagement. Because as you said, I did Aikido and the way of the warrior is to be able to meet your partner. And this is couple creates safety because it's sort of like, well, you know, what do I want? What, what's important here? What, what am I fearful of? And it's like a negotiation. And that can sound a little bit heavy, which is why the next one is, is the lightness and the playfulness, the boardiness, merrymaking. Okay. Um, and, and a little bit of a whatever attitude. As I said to Reggie, you know, she doesn't want to go with you. It's like, no, whatever, it's fine. I'll be creative somewhere else. Okay. And then from there, we, we need to focus on the other. That's where the real love and that tenderness and what's going on for you. I need to be aware of where you're at, right? Yes. 
And then I also need to be able to kind of let you know where I'm at. Like, this is what I'm wanting. Like, you know, come to me. Seduction is the art of getting the other person to do what you want for your mutual benefit. And then we come into mastery and this is the maestro or the maestra. This is where we kind of learn technique and we can control and be responsible so that then our partner can go to that seventh level, which is Mm. the letting go. Mm. And you can't let go Mm. unless feel all the safety and you can trust your partner and you're self-aware and you're other aware. So all these levels, all these elements enable you to be able to both really just lose yourself in the experience. That's really interesting. Uh, Now, are you saying that a a one woman needs to be all seven or can she say I'm primarily one or two? Because I wrote a book called Love Types. That's the bestseller on Myers-Briggs and and personality types. So I don't know if you've the Myers-Briggs, you know, there's 16 different personalities. Yes, uh, the yes, idealistic yes. philosopher, the mystic writer, and so forth. So yep. uh, most people are like a preference. They have one pro- primary. They might have a secondary. So how does this work? And Enneagram, you're familiar with the Enneagram. People can be one or two different yes. uh, yep. versions. So in this case, how does it work? Yep. Uh, do you need to be all seven or yes, eight, or, or do you, can you be yeah. one or two? So the way I've developed this is what I just described, I think actually underpins everything. You need to be developed in all of these areas. Okay. And then there is another concept, right. a bit like your love type, some, yes. which I'm also – developing as well and that's a bit more like your love languages you know i have more of a preference to be more sensual or more playful so what i'm talking about there is sort of what do each of us need to be able to do to be able to examine our sexuality to be able to develop ourselves so that we can then express authentically in terms of the behaviors we want to engage in or the approaches you know the more sensual or the more playful or the more physical and so forth right so that sort of comes on top of what i just described i see and and i yeah because i believe that what we're missing in society is we go too too far to like the behaviors and you know what i'm wanting rather than what's underneath all of that? Like, how do I even know what that is? How do I know where you're at? How do we co-create something? So that's more what this is about. So you're seeing Mm. this at different levels? Are you developing these as as a belt? Or what is your idea with these uh, goddesses? Yeah. Because they need, you need to um, transcend but include everything that comes before. Right. So you can't engage and sort of negotiate and co-create with someone if you don't know yourself. So yes. we start with self. Yes. Then we bring that into the engagement. And we can't be light and creative and carefree unless we've done that engagement and the negotiation and yes. create safety, right? Yes. And unless we can take that light and creative approach, right. we can't right. then sort of sort of starting, oh, right. so who are you, right? Exactly. And then exactly. unless you can pay attention to the other, you can't then right. sort of be, right. well, then so you, who so am you, I? So you can't, go on, you can't go on the roller coaster until you know it's a safe roller coaster, right? So you can't get uh, yes. too crazy out there. Yes. But once you do that, you can, you yes. know, raise your hands and, and scream, right? Have yeah. Fun. Exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. That sounds exactly. great. Exactly, yeah. Now, now it's the, all about the, how we get to that. Kind of like a way to summarize this is interesting is um, you talk kind of about spiritual sexuality and you say mm. that a lot of uh, sexuality is performance oriented or it's kind of action oriented. Yes. But the idea of uh, mm. you know, engaging in what you call mindfulness, openness, uh, bodyfulness, mm. you know, fully experiencing, being aware of everything and transcendence, yes. you know, in a soulful way. Yes. And we talk about mm. tantric mm. sexuality where people can make love, but also transcend, you know, spiritually as well. Maybe imagine that they're yes. in some heaven or something. Tell us about that. How does yeah. uh, how do you incorporate tra- tantric sexuality or other forms of spiritual sexuality? 
Yes, yes. Now, I think this is really actually fundamental. And I think that ultimately this is why we have beautiful sex as humans, why we're capable of doing it. Um, but as I said, you know, in the West, it was all got suppressed and sex was bad and we shouldn't yes. really want to do it. Right. You know, carnal rubbish, you know, and the spirituality mm -hmm. was here and it was separate from the earthly and it wasn't about the body. We were supposed to transcend that, which yes. is crap. So, yeah, so, you know, tantric and, you know, Taoist sexuality, Kadosha, like a lot of other cultures had a much better understanding of sex sexuality and its importance and how it can make us better people and yes. lead to these states. Yes. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I've studied Tantra as well. And, you know, it's all really good. The concepts are really good, but it's presented as fifth century Indian culture. So mm. I don't want to talk to people in contemporary Western society using that kind of framework. I don't want to talk Sanskrit language. Mm. It's meaningless to us, you know. So really the, the whole transpersonal approach to sexology is, I think, a contemporary Tantric approach. So, you know, I when I teach people this, yes, all the principles are tantric, but I talk science and, you know, I talk all this sort of, um, you know, more modern language right. so that contemporary people can understand how to, yes, yeah, sink into this experience, create safety, feel free to explore take their time, learn to breathe. Breathing is so important. And from that, yes, you can have these transcendent experiences. Yes. At the very least, at the very least, you feel love between you. You can feel that you're consciously creating this love. Yes. Now, to me, that's transpersonal, that's spiritual. Yes. Right. But you can also, you know, have the more trippy experiences as well where, you know, sense of oneness, losing track of time, okay. sensing other entities in the space, you know, all sorts of right. – there's a whole variety of transcendent experiences that we can have as yes. human beings. That's right, yeah. So, and to, yeah, yes. yeah. So, so, you know, being souls and human bodies and, like you said, transcending, you know, feeling you're a spiritual being as you make love yes. and, you know, almost like a yes. meditative art. And yes. of course, and, and the, we do it – Yes. And the I was going to say, we do it through the body. We do it uh, yeah, through, through the body, exactly. Body. So you're an instrument uh, of a yeah. higher nature. And also the idea of, yes. uh, we talk a lot about love university, agape, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. uh, karuna yes. is compassion. Batki is devotion. So all these terms kind of symbolize the same idea. You know, giving love without expectation. Yes. And that's the highest form yes. of love, you know, which we see that often with uh, parents to children, small children. We see it with mm -hmm. actually animals, mm -hmm. dogs and humans and, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't often see it with mm -hmm. adult relationships, though. Because we get to that point where no. we expect a lot and it becomes conditional, as you know. Uh, so I think yes. maybe that's part of your yes. mission, right? To bring some of that unconditional love well, it into it. Yes, yes. Because when you make love in this way, it transforms you as a person. It transforms your relationship as well. Yes. So, you know, this, the research I did recently for my master's, you know, I studied um, a bunch of six couples who claimed to have mm. reached this level. And, yes. yeah, I mean, they talked about how their relationship had transformed. Yes. And, you know, they feel more together yet also more individual. And, right. you know, they're just better in the world and they're more attentive to each other, but not in this really needy, I need you kind of a way or, or craving the other person. You know, yes. I, I need you to satisfy me somehow. Right. But like Reggie was saying uh, he may have that neediness toward a woman and they sense that. And then they put him in the, yes. in the friend zone as opposed to the romantic zone. So Reggie, yeah. did you learn something today from this stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think you, you've been gone for a little bit. Did you go to Starbucks and meet somebody? 
Wash my hands. <laughs> well, almost. Okay, he's working on it. Okay, he's going to shave a little later today. So. <laughs> well, Jacqueline, it's been a lovely pleasure to have you on board. You know, this is great. You're in Australia, and we're in California. Yes. This is amazing. And yes. we see you perfectly. We hear you. And your message of love is very empowering. Uh, now, where can people learn more about you? Because I know you have so many things going on. you got books. you got articles. you got conferences. Where can we reach you yes, and learn yes. more about it? Look, the easiest way is to go to my website, uh, JacquelineHellier.com. That's all it's called. Okay. Could you spell that um, for us, just so we know? Yes. J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-H-E-L-L-Y-E-R. Okay. Dot com. Jacqueline Hellier. Okay. Jacqueline and, uh, Hellier. I think I saw another yeah. website, something about love or a clinic or something you have. What is that? Is that yes, actually? yes. I have the Love Life Clinic. So during yeah. the week, I'm a, a sex and relationship therapist and oh, okay. I see individuals and couples. Yeah. Okay. And then on weekends, I frequently run workshops and couples retreats. Yes. And so I go overseas and run couples retreats. Not at the moment. Not allowed to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff, blogs, podcasts and... Wow. Yeah. You and, know, all the modern day stuff that we do. And you, have bo- you have books, I imagine, that you've written that people can also yes, access. Yeah. And I'm in the process of writing some more and updating okay, them. Wow. So, yeah, you, so you must be a Gemini yeah. or someone that's very creative in some ways. Well, I'm a Taurus, actually. Oh, I'm a Taurus. Okay. So, hardworking, uh, stable, kind of uh, like you, <laughs> yes. uh, you get things done, right? You're a. <laughs> With an Aries rising, so okay. I've got the energy. But yeah. essentially, I just practice what I preach. Yeah. Tap into that vital life energy exactly. and it keeps you young and vital. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're very essential. They say, if you believe in astrology, but they say you're essentialist, oh, yes. loyal, yes. a little stubborn, but that works for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All that, all that good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it's been wonderful. We'll and subscribe to my newsletter. Sorry, I have a newsletter. Oh, okay, tell us about that. How do we, so, we get on that one? Yeah, if you go to my website on any page, you'll notice there's places where you can, down the bottom, subscribe and, and so forth. Go on my blog page, you can subscribe. And then, right. you know, once a month or so, I send out stuff. Good way to keep mm-hmm. in touch and well, keep learning. Well, uh, this has been a lovely pleasure. You know, honestly, you're probably one of the most animated guests I've ever had in terms of expressiveness oh. and uh, you know I mean love that flows from you and also joy see I see a lot of joy in you and that's not that's well what... that's a sign of a spiritually evolved person the joy yes, just definitely. bubbles exactly yeah they see a lot yeah. of the great monks and leaders yes. they play like children right they're very fun loving yeah. uh, they're not overly serious or stuffy so you have that yes. definitely that energy and I think the idea that we can gather from this is that really sex really is a deep connection with another if you think of it mm. that way you know, you're is. really entering a spiritual realm and one of my favorite authors is Khalil Gibran, which you may have heard of him, mm. Lebanese poet. And he said that work is love made visible. So I would say mm-hmm. that sexuality is a form of love made visible. And there are many forms. Oh, yeah. It's an expression yeah. of love at a deep level. Yes. If you combine Absolutely. it with, like you said, the spirituality and combine mm. it with all these different elements that are powerful. So again, mm. Jacqueline, has been a pleasure to have you on the show. If you want to reach us yeah, and ask questions for Jacqueline's uh, appearance today, you can reach us at 310-226-8090. Visit us at loveuniversity.love. Email us at loveuniversallylove at gmail.com. Again, Jacqueline, it's been a tremendous pleasure, and we'd love to have you back as a, one of our guest alumni faculty on the show for Love University. Yes. Oh, I'd love to be back again. Okay. Yes, so uh, until it. next time, it's been a pleasure, and keep loving your heart and passion and romance, and this world will be a better place. This is Dr. Avila. That was a great interview we had with Jacqueline Hellier, a sex therapist, coach, author, and love expert as well. So she's talking about the way we can have profound relationships with each other, romantic, sexually, emotionally. And sexuality is more than just a physical expression. It can be a spiritual expression, a way to really connect deeply with the person you love and elevate it to a higher point and also bring happiness and joy into your life. So this is Dr. Alex Abia. If you want to be part of Love University, we're having workshops. We just did a Valentine's recently, a Zoom, where people met each other based on their personality, love types. You can visit us at loveuniversity.love. You can subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. 
You can like us on Facebook at Love University Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Love Letter U Podcast. Call us at 310-226-8090. So stay tuned for more Love University. We're bringing you the best education, knowledge, and fun that you can possibly have in terms of learning about psychology and spirituality. Until next time, this is Dr. Alex Avila, Love University. Put away your notebooks, your iPads, your books, and your phones. And we'll see you next time, Dr. Avila. Thank you.